Welcome to the Voice of Oregon's Workers, a podcast from the Oregon AFL-CIO, where we highlight the people and the organizations who are the backbone of the constant struggle for workplace democracy across our beautiful state. We hope to capture their stories, their victories, and their lessons learned on the long, difficult journey towards a just and fair economy that lifts up all working people. We also hope to elevate the inspirational examples of unified, solidarity-driven, working-class power. The American labor movement has captured the hearts and minds of workers everywhere who are looking for a better life. With waves of strikes, innovative organizing, and fights for change in every sector of the economy. This is our moment, and it's up to us to seize it. I'm Oregon AFL-CIO President Graham Trainer, and I'm proud to welcome you to our latest episode. Welcome back to the Voice of Oregon's Workers. I'm Jess Janatino Viatoro, the political director at the Oregon AFL-CIO. I am so excited to welcome Christina Stevenson, the Oregon AFL-CIO's endorsed candidate for Oregon Labor Commissioner to our podcast this month. Um, Christina is a longtime fighter for working people and a working mom who's running to be the head of Oregon's Bureau of Labor and Industries, which is a critically important job that touches every part of our state's diverse economy. We'll cover this in more detail soon, but the Oregon Bureau of Labor and Industries, or BULLY for short, is the state entity that's responsible for uh, protecting Oregon's workers' rights on the job. And that includes everything from housing protections to enforcing minimum wage and prevailing wage to protecting against discrimination and harassment on the job. It's a wide scope of responsibilities, one that impacts almost all of Oregon workplaces in one way or another. Oregon's unions are so proud to have endorsed Christina, and we're proud to have her join the podcast for a conversation about the role of the labor commissioner and to talk about our campaign. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Great. Um, so we'll just start off, you know, not a lot of folks know what the labor commissioner does. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, it's true. So the commissioner oversees the Bureau of Labor and Industries. And it's known as BOLI, as you said. And BOLI's principal functions are to, number one, enforce anti-discrimination laws in the workplace, in public spaces, and in housing. Number two, to enforce wage and hour laws. So that's your laws requiring meal breaks, rest breaks, overtime. Number three, to educate employers on how to comply with both sets of laws. And finally, to promote the development of a highly skilled competitive workforce in Oregon through the apprenticeship programs that are regulated by BOLI. So basically, if you work or employ anyone in Oregon, BOLI is an agency you need to know. And just kind of put it in context, some of the issues that were top of mind for Oregonians during the pandemic fell squarely under BOLI. For example, when schools were closed in 2020, BOLI clarified the administrative rules under the Oregon Family Leave Act so that parents juggling work with childcare responsibilities could take protected time off. And you know, when hundreds of workers were terrified of getting sick with COVID and they reported those workplace safety concerns to the Oregon Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, uh, BOLI was there to ensure that those workers can be retaliated against by their employer. Uh, the pandemic really demonstrated the importance of BOLI and its ability to adapt to the needs of Oregonians. That sounds like a really big job. What inspired you to run for labor commissioner? It is, it is a big job. And, you know, the way I see it, you know, at its core, the labor commissioner's job 
is just to make sure that as Oregon's economy grows and changes, that the workers, the good employers, the side hustlers, the dreamers, you know, everybody who drives our success, that they know they have someone in their corner, you know, someone who's looking out for them, who wants them to win. And, you know, I was born and raised here in Oregon. I've seen a lot of ups and downs, but I'm running for labor commissioner because I fundamentally believe that Oregon should be the best place to live and work in this country. And that is only going to happen when we elect people who actually believe that. Now, I'm also running because my day job is representing workers who are getting a raw deal from employers who do not follow the rules enshrined by the Bureau of Labor and Industries. You know, my tiny law firm has gone toe-to-toe with Wall Street's biggest banks, uh, companies like Walmart, Amazon, and we beat them in court. And I'm damn proud of that. But I know that still so many employees don't even know their rights and the help they can receive from Bully. I also own and operate a business, you know, a business I started at my kitchen table when my son was just three months old. I know what it's like to run payroll every month, including during a pandemic. But I've always run a business where I pay my employees before I pay myself, where my staff know I'm going to look out for them. They're safe. They're protected. They're fairly compensated. But again, I know many employers don't know their responsibilities and the help they can receive from Bully. I believe that we really can create the type of Oregon that we want. And Bully is a huge part of that. At the end of the day, no matter what industry you're a part of, healthcare, construction, farming, I just think Oregon makes you a promise. No matter who you are, if you work hard and you play by the rules, you should be able to get ahead. And that is the promise I want to uphold for all Oregonians as the next labor commissioner. Thanks. That was a great overview. Um, Hey, Christina, can you explain to voters why um, they saw you on the ballot in May and they will see you on the ballot again in November? Yes. So this is a nonpartisan race. And in the May ballot, there were seven folks on the ballot and the top two vote getters on the May ballot advanced to the November ballot. So we'll be on the November ballot. We're proud that Our diverse coalition helped us secure 47% of the vote in this very crowded field. You know, we received over 250,000 votes more than our closest competitor and one in counties throughout the state, urban counties, rural counties, counties like Benton, Clatsop, Union County. And we look forward to continuing this trend and winning in November. We are really excited about that. Can you, you talked a little bit about um, winning in rural counties across the state. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about what the reaction you got from voters was when you engaged them on issues about what they're facing in the workplace? Yeah, well, so most of us who have worked in Oregon have heard this refrain that Oregon is an at-will employment state which means that an employee can be fired for any reason or no reason at all, unless it is an illegal reason. And so many folks have heard this at will part of the equation, but they're not, they haven't heard this crucial second piece, which is that you cannot be fired or retaliated against for an illegal reason. So that means, for example, you can't be fired for your race or your gender identity for complaining about sexual harassment, complaining about an unsafe work environment, and and many other reasons. And 
many people did not know this and frankly had no idea that Bully was a resource for for them. And that's something I hope to change. Great. Thanks for sharing a little bit about that. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what sets you apart from your opponent in this race? So look, I have had Bully on speed dial for about a decade now. I have long-standing experience with the agency and the law that enforce that it enforces. I have worked to help craft laws that have become nationwide models for workplace legislation. And much of this work has been done in partnership with the Oregon AFL-CIO and its affiliates. And I believe my demonstrated commitment to a fair and discrimination-free Oregon has led to the overwhelming support I have from working people, from nurses, electricians, teachers, janitors, carpenters, laborers. Over 30 unions from across the state have endorsed my campaign. I've received the support of dozens of elected officials, Senator Merkley, Congressman DeFazio, Governor Barbara Roberts, mayors, county commissioners, city councilors, and more. And there's just no one with the experience and the ability to do what needs to be done at Bully. I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, since we're talking about uh, your opponent and the general, can you tell our listeners a little bit about how you plan on engaging voters in the general election? Well, I think a lot of us know at this point that working families and small businesses are just struggling with rising costs, workforce shortages, and in some of our high skill industries, the worker shortage is, is well past a worker crisis. You know, industries like healthcare, construction, high tech manufacturing. And I'm going to be working hard to talk to voters about the opportunities we have at Bully, the opportunities to address workforce shortages, develop the skilled workforce we need by expanding our apprenticeship model to remove barriers and incorporate more industries through this workforce training we can help Oregonians gain the skills they need to earn a raise, whether or not they have a college degree. And I'm going to work hard to keep people employed in good jobs by enforcing the laws that protect them at work. Great. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you hope to accomplish in your time at Bully? You know, one of the most wonderful things about the campaign process, it's given me the opportunity to connect with the commissioners who've come before me and learn from their experiences. And I'm honored to be endorsed by the last five bully commissioners, you know, Republican and Democrat. And I'm going to be striving to build on the successes of those who came before me. And of course, the important work of this agency will never be done, but I'm going to strive to make bully as simple, accessible, and fair as possible. And yeah, I already told you I've been working with Bully and the hardworking folks there for more than a decade. And throughout my entire working life as an attorney and small business owner, Bully has been consistently under-resourced. You know, today the agency has about half the staff it had 40 years ago. I'm grateful that Commissioner Hoyle has recently secured more funding for Bully and spearheaded programs to help the agency better utilize its scarce resources but that is going to be a, a huge priority for me. And my approach as commissioner is going to be to put Oregon workers first. 
anyone who works hard should be able to get a raise and to be successful, I'm going to be focusing on forging the community relationships that are necessary for Oregonians to come to the agency when they need help, you know, whether it's learning how to comply with the law or just understanding how to enforce their rights. Perfect. Um, can you share with our listeners where they can go to learn more about you and your campaign? Yes, you can go online at christinastevenson.com. That's Christina with a C-H, Stevenson with a P-H. Uh, we'll link you to our Facebook, LinkedIn. We're on Instagram and Twitter. And so appreciative of all of the support that we've received from the AFL-CIO and all of the affiliates and looking forward to working together to get this thing done in November. Us too. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you.